You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of No Other Pod. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, along with my good but sad friend, Daniel Kuzer. Dan, did not know how we wanted, but... I don't have a damn thing to say to you, my friend. Just, uh... What did I play. <laughs> you did You didn't do anything, but I gotta take out my sadness on somebody near me. Yeah. It's just... Ah... Uh, I am. I have gone to three away games this year, mm-hmm. and they have been all losses. And yep. I have got it. I gotta stop going to away games. Yep, because this is what happens. I yeah. I, that's I've been there, done that. That was me with USC football. Every time I went to an away game, we got you know destroyed. So I'm just not doing it anymore. But going to away games, it it's such a fun experience. It just, is. You feel like like that's the that's that's that level of fandom, right? It's, mm-hmm. It just takes you to that next tier. Yes. When you go support your team on the road, any sport. Yes. And, uh, you know, seeing soccer stadiums is one of my favorite things to do. And I tell you what, their St. Louis environment, unmatched, bro. It's it's a good time. It, so this is what hurts me so much about the state of sporting Kansas City and St. Louis City SC is they do have a good atmosphere. They yeah. do have a good stadium. You do have a good time outside of the results of the game, but when you go to the game, just like the atmosphere, the the way that there's like a block party basically happening around the stadium before the game starts where there's food trucks and they close down the street in front of Schlafly and it's just, it's a really good environment. And it we've mentioned this before, it's worth mentioning again, it's easier to do that when you're the shiny new thing in town. You know, when sporting rebranded as Sporting KC and they had the brand new stadium and whatnot. I mean, that place was popping and had, what, 200 straight sellouts or something? There's there's something to be said for that. But it is really, um, I think, just it's hard to understate how big of a difference that environment is compared to what Children's Mercy Park has been this year, unfortunately. Yeah, it's night and day. I mean, it's uh, it's upsetting that we're no longer the the gold standard in that department. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, to do that, that was a decade ago. You know, mm-hmm. what, what do you expect? Like the, the time Fine. change, More than uh, m- money gets invested into new things and, yeah. uh, then, then spending gets cut down. Yeah. You know, I, I assume sporting's trying to tighten the purse strings on certain things. So, yeah. And this is not just a sporting KC issue. If you look at, uh sort of the trend of how things are going in Major League Soccer with these expansion teams, it's pretty It's pretty much a pattern at this point. It's a feature, not a bug, that expansion teams who come in have a better opportunity to be really good really quick. That's the, that doesn't mean they're all going to do it. it. took FC Cincinnati a, a while to figure it out, and boy, did they... Orlando... New York City, like it, it right. took a bit, right? It they, took a bit, but but there's some Atlanta, there's some like LAFC. I mean, even New York and, City, you know, their first year was disappointing, but but New York City figured it out pretty quick once they, you know, got David Villa and they got rid of Pirlo and Lampard and whatnot. Um, Miami's figured it out with Messi, obviously. Austin FC got pretty decent pretty quick. St. Louis City, pretty decent pretty quick. They are given the advantage of not having to build a league from the ground up. 
They are given the advantage of much higher team evaluation or team valuations in terms of, you know, when you you bring a team into the league like St. Louis City SC, it's automatically going to be worth hundreds of millions of dollars instead of having to pay out the butt to make sure that the league survives. It's, I mean, you look at who the original founding teams are that are still around. There's Kansas City, obviously. There's the Red Bulls, who have been competitive throughout the years, but not much in recent history. The Revolution, who have their moments, but but they're not a, a, a you know year-in, year-out power. The Rapids, we all know about them. FC Dallas, still looking for championships. The Galaxy, who have had a series of down years now. San Jose Earthquakes, who are having a series of down years now. This is this is just not something that is easy for some of the founding teams to pull off compared to the resources that the new teams have, unfortunately. But sporting has to figure it out because it's that may be an explanation, but it's not an excuse. I got to tell you, you know, that, that's that's all fine and dandy. We're, talk about the product on the field. Sure, we're, we're all very aware of that. But what people aren't seeing that because they're not always going to these other stadiums are just how the stadium experience differs from Kansas City to other places. Mm -hmm. I mean, I went to three pretty great places. I mean, Miami was, it was Miami, so it was It's their temporary stadium too. It's their temporary. So it's kind of like, it feels like, you know, like DC United's old stadium or something. It felt like not quite real. But Austin FC was a great time, man. Uh, Freaking St. Louis was a great time. The, the, The way they mess with the lights... The, mm-hmm. the music, the chanting, um, the, the, the whole, almost the whole stadium stands the whole game. Now, they didn't stand in my section, by the way. So we, oh, really? we did sit okay. down. Yeah. That whole upper section didn't stand at all, um, you know, until they scored four, four goals in like 60 seconds, whatever that was. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want to talk about, you know, I'm a big food guy too. I like to, for one, I'm vegan. So I'm very aware that there's not always something there for me. I've come to terms with that. I don't think anyone should ever bend over backwards for me. I'm a planner. But I had one of the best veggie burgers at St. Louis that I've ever had. And, and like outside of had, a sports venue, just period? Yeah, I mean, probably. Uh, it's it just something about it. It was like the way it was breaded was kind of like, is this chicken? And then it was like <laughs> it had like lettuce and tomato and pickles. And I'm like, I'm getting veggies in this damn thing. Uh, I go to sporting and get a get a veggie sausage and a soggy ass bun. <laughs> it is. Sporting's feels like a, a college cafeteria with all well, these things. St. Louis has local freaking vendors. Yes. Restaurants, experiences, yes. Vietnamese food. Mm-hmm. Austin did the same thing, dude. Little food trucks, a whole vegan food stand. Mm-hmm. But Sporting's like, come to Country Fried Chicken or American Grill. It's yeah. like, what is that shit? That's just a cafeteria. What are we I mean, doing? yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember who. I don't think it's Aramark. I don't remember who their vendor is. But yeah, it's one of those larger stadium vendors. Sure. What sporting has. And as it, opposed to it's local boring because I, it's, it's, it's money is what it is, right? It's high, It's money saving. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's the reason it's not the Boulevard Brew, uh, Boulevard Members Club anymore. It's the reason they went to uh, Anheuser Busch. Well, I also think that sporting made an interesting decision a handful of years ago where I think they wanted to monetize the stadium more in the off season than they had been. They wanted to have like this events arm that they were launching uh, both at the stadium and, and quite frankly to do like sporting events elsewhere. 
uh, like sporting KC events elsewhere. And I think that's partly why uh, this is, this is just me speculating. That's partly why they went with a food vendor that they'd be able to have a little bit more control over as opposed to local restaurants. Cause if you have a local restaurant, um, system like St. Louis city does, you know, I'm sure they sign a contract with like, Hey, make sure you're here every game day and this and that. But it's going to be a lot harder if it's like, oh, and also, by the way, we're going to have a concert on this night. And oh, and also, by the way, we're going to try to do this, you know, D2 championship football game. Like they have to staff those. So sporting has has gone through this mold of like they've almost tried to do too much where they're like the last time sporting had a concert, though. Well, that's true. They've kind of started. It feels like to to maybe pivot away. But they had this idea of like we're going to expand this business outside of just the soccer club and and that stopped. Like when COVID happened, that stopped. Well, and they ha- and and it's still just you know, there's nothing that is really the signature place or a signature experience of Children's Mercy Children's Mercy Park anymore. The the Budweiser Brew House, whatever. It was a lot better when it was the Boulevard Members Club. I think um, that having different when they when they did have different food vendors or or, or whatnot who had better food options back in the day. I I just we're, we're, you know, not to, you know, harp on this too long, but it just, it feels like sporting is almost getting lapped, not just on the field, but off the field. And that's a very hard problem to solve because there is fatigue amongst the fan base and it is a far drive to get out to that stadium, even though it's a, a decent stadium, it's smaller now, like St. Louis fans make fun of it, that it's by the furniture mart or whatever it it is what it is. There's advantages to it, but it is, you have to make it worthwhile and it hasn't been worthwhile. I'll tell you what, I'm not paying $40 to park where, where oh, I park. That's so funny. there you go. Yeah. Uh, it I is funny. They make fun of the parking lots, but that's not. A- and I'm like, you know what? I'm not there for parking. I'm there for a soccer game and it's right. a pretty convenient stadium. So right. fuck you. Uh, <laughs> I feel, dude, if I went to like, an, if I was an Austin season ticket holder or St. Louis, um, from my experience, I would be very excited to go there. Mm-hmm. And eat a and eat a meal and enjoy a game like that yeah. would be a thing. I'd be like, awesome. I'm gonna eat something mm-hmm. and I'm gonna enjoy a game. I don't go to sporting and get anything. No, uh, I've gotten a pretzel before and that just makes me feel sick. Standard the, pretzel, poor man's pretzel. Mm-hmm. It's not good. It's not good at all. And and it just I'm just like, uh, what did I eat that for? Well, and this isn't the fault of the cauldron or anything either. But St. Louis, they have a really good pregame atmosphere that it will be interesting if after 13 years or however long you know children's mercy park has been open how they evolve that over time but the lights dim they turn on the red all over um we know, need they, blue Get, they, they have us in sport they blue. have the stl chant that's going to cut all the other sound people's flashlights are on and flickering and like it is it is an it's an intimidating almost display of like of 30,000 people all on the same page. Sporting, I feel like used to have that with the I believe and whatnot, but it's just over time, it's just kind of become like now, it, now it's a little cliche. Everybody knows you do it. Uh, figuring out some way. They've tried with pyrotechnics this year. There's more fire. There is more fire, dude. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I love it. I was like, woo. Woo. The heat. I felt the heat <laughs> in the press box and Children's Mercy Park last game. I appreciate stuff like that that they're trying. It's just, yeah. Um, the 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 expansion teams have advantages that Sporting KC won't be able to get 
and and that makes it harder for them to solve, but it makes it that much more important for them to solve those challenges. Here's a, a real quick observation I have about fandom. And I know every team's got both sides of people, right? There are there are the people online that are just dicks. That just yes. that just want to be dicks and it's like you're not funny. Like they usually have a player avatar as their profile yeah. picture and their name is something like soccer capital whatever. Yeah, it's it's like I, I don't know who told you you were a comedian, but you're simply not funny. Um, and I've met at, at away games, mm-hmm. I've met some very great people, some very it's, great fans. I sat next to a guy at St. Louis. We just chatted the whole time. Yeah. We kind of went back and forth, and I said, I was just like, hey, man, you guys think you could let us have this one? <laughs> we kind of <laughs> need it, bro. Um, and, I wanted, and then, oh, another guy just recognized you and me from mm-hmm. the podcast, mm-hmm. Jimmy. And Keith? he saw you first and was like, are you, yeah, Keith. Keith, what's up, man? He said to you, uh, he was like, Jimmy. And you were like, yes. Because <laughs> he had, I thought it was just a St. Louis scarf on it first. It was it was the inaugural match scarf that he had. But Ah, nice. And he was like, is Dan here? And you were like, I don't know, let me text him. And I was just right across <laughs> the street at the hotel. And then this dude finds me. Yeah. Keith is like, hey, Dan. I was like, uh, hello. <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, but great people, man. Mm-hmm. Both times I've been to St. Louis, everybody I've met in person, has been incredibly welcoming and gracious, and they and they'll they'll make a joke of it. They'll be like, yeah, no, it's it's fun to you know to hate on each other, but like, honestly, we're so glad that like you guys come here and we have this rivalry and it's so much fun. And and I you know I I went into Schlafly the the brewery before the game right across the street from the stadium, and I'm ordering a beer and the guy St. Louis fan he's next to me and he's like, hey you know what what beer did you get? And I was like, oh you know this is what I got. And he's like. Yeah, man, I'm I'm trying to get more into beer. Like, I just don't know. So, like, I'm I'm just trying to learn. And we just sat and had a lovely conversation because I'm a big, you know, beer fan, and, and like just talked about it. And then when it, he was like, "Thanks, man, I appreciate it," and I was like, "You too, have fun." And like, it was great. But and then you have keyboard dicks, and yeah. every team's got them. I know sporting's got some keyboard oh, dicks. Yes. We've got some assholes out there. But it's like <laughs> those people would never say anything in person. They would never come to a game and talk shit to a traveling supporter. I did have one in my mentions this weekend who was kind of going at me. And and let me tell you, the mute button is a fantastic thing. I use that all the time. Scream into the void all you want. I'm not going to hear you. Uh, But I did have one guy, he was kind of going at me. And then it must have been one of his friends. He's like, you're a lot nicer in person than you are online. He said (laughs) it to him? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what makes people think they can just hide behind a computer screen and say whatever the hell you want to somebody with no repercussions. I wish if you were a dick, just a, a fist came out of the computer screen and plus you right in the goddamn face. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that that invention. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I think we both had a good time outside of the game in terms yeah. of the experience. The game was, was fun less for than, maybe 70 minutes. And then we were there less than 24 hours. So uh, yeah, that's just, true. Just went for a quick ass whooping and came on back. <laughs> just thank you, sir. I'll be back next year. Thank you. Uh, that was painful. See you later. <laughs> we're gonna, let's take a quick break before we get into the actual game. And then we'll, we'll talk about what went wrong and, and what it means and everything else. But uh, we're going to take a quick break and, and we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Yo, yo. Welcome yo. back. Hey, I, uh, it was kind of cool, man. You and I haven't been to very many away games. Uh, well, no, it's been a minute. Together, uh, you know, we were we sat together at uh, LA Galaxy game last year. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you were in the press box for this one, so. Yeah, and uh, a few number of years ago when you were still living in Chicago, we were at a game. 
Oh shit! But, I don't. I didn't count that one because I I lived there, I guess, but it yeah. still counts. Yeah, but yeah, no, it was a uh, gotta go over say hey to you and Marissa. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. See your seats. Your seats like three sections away from the rest of the sporting supporters. It felt like. Listen, that was a weird little setup. I heard you know you were telling me about some debacle. Uh, people at sporting weren't sitting in their assigned seats. Um, and I'll tell you, most of the time when you go to an away game, it is general admission seating among mm-hmm. a specific section. Right. Well, they did not. Sporting, not once did they say that this was general admission. Yeah. You had tickets. You needed to sit where it said. Um, so we did. We weren't trying to go sit GA. We <laughs> sat in our seats. Um, but I get, because there were St. Louis people integrated among all three sections. Yeah. So it was, it was a wild time, man. Yeah. But no fights. It's not like, a, it's been a lot of fights yeah. in NFL games this year, but no fights at, at St. Louis. There was a child that kept whipping his rally towel into my wife's hair. So I was going to punch a kid. Uh, <laughs> it was getting close. I was going to take his towel and throw it three rows down. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, it would have turned into and then a we got like, Yeah, we got splashed with beer too. I was going to take his beer three rows down. Just, yeah. oh, I was mad. Take the child's beer. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it was a good sporting fan showed out. It was, it was a good atmosphere. Um, uh, drums, bro. They, they negotiated drums, drums. got drums. It, it was a good thing. And then, you, you know, we knew that Johnny Russell was not going to be in the lineup for this one because of, of the red card. Would uh, it have mattered if he was, uh, not the way it went. This was, you can't, no, put, not. you can't blame this one on Kyrie. I'll tell you that. No, no, um, definitely but- not. And, and Jake Davis, what's up wheels? Don't think oh. we didn't see you come from the left side of the field to mm-hmm. go stop a right winger. He's just, yeah. I, I tried to Davis. find it. I couldn't find the clip. I wanted to clip that damn thing and put it on Twitter. He's he's feisty. He got into it with some dudes. He's getting headbutted. He got pushed. So then Kyrie Shelton was like, uh, don't you know I'm a serial pusher? And he yep. pushed the guy back yep. for Jen Jake's honor. Yep. He Tommy was mad. Kyrie was mad. It, it, it got a little chippy, but... Um, Kyrie started at right wing with, with Polito and Shallowy up top. Uh, the midfield, Felipe Gutierrez gets the start. Uh, a little different because got this man, he did not think he was going to play this much when he signed Definitely up for SKC. He's, he's <laughs> getting all these starts. He's getting so many minutes and he's like, I don't make enough of this shit. Right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, it was he, Rodoya and Tommy and, and Felipe was kind of supposed to be the eight. Um, it, it was a little funky. I don't think he's used to playing with Polito, who drops back as much as he does, and I think that made it a little difficult for Felipe. And the back line we've we've expected for the last you know three four games, and Denbe Fontas, Rosero, Davis, and uh, and Tim Melia. Um, you know they had a they had close to a, a first team lineup out as well. We didn't have uh, Giacchini in in the starting eleven, um, but Joao Klaus was there. Samuel Adoniran was there. I mean that this is you know. Indiana Vasilev was there. This is the the, the team. Roman freaking Berkey was definitely there. That dude. Look, here's here's an interesting thing to you. I said to to the guy next to me, the St. Louis guy. Uh, we talked a lot, by the way. Him and I were like friends, and I never even got his name. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I said, man. I said, you got a good goalkeeper. We got a good goalkeeper. Would love to see them uh, in a penalty shootout. He goes. He goes. I wouldn't. Berkey hasn't saved a penalty ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, oh well, then I'd absolutely love to see that. Maybe we beat you guys, <laughs> which is wild because Berkey flies around. He throws his body around like he doesn't care what happens to him. So it's, it's that the one that went off the crossbar, he was already in the air to block it. 
Bounced that off wasn't going to win. Went off the crossbar. Yeah, he was like there anyways. Um, yeah. Just the dude's just a. He's not just a cat. He's jungle cat, dude. He's from the jungle. <laughs> it's insane. Um, I would say the first, I don't know, thirty minutes of this game felt relatively uneventful. I mean, it was, you're happy with it. You're feeling good. Yeah, the teams were kind of feeling each other out almost and, and seeing sort of like, okay, how are you going to play? This is how we're going to play. Tim did have to make a couple of saves in the first 30 minutes or so that that um, probably were, were Sporting was fortunate that he was back there and, and not Kendall or, or Pulse Camp because I don't know if either of them make those saves. But Tim did a, a, a pretty decent job for the first 30 minutes or so. It wasn't until, I don't know, a little after the half hour mark, I forget, 35, 40 minute mark. The first time that I was like, oh dang, like we should absolutely be down 1-0 right now. Um, it was just after the 30 minute mark. Um, and I forget which which St. Louis player it was. Someone sent the ball right across the face of goal and Joao Klaus, he, he slid for it and he got a foot to it. And somehow he just mis- mishits it from like, I don't know, a foot and a half off the goal line, and it sneaks out just past the the right post, and it ultimately went out for for a goal kick. Um, I think it was fullback Anthony Markinich, who Jake Davis got into it with it uh, a little bit. He sent this ball in, and if you look at the St. Louis City expected goal count, it's at like the 31-minute mark. That goal alone almost counts for a full 1.0 expected goals because it was so close. That was far and away their best chance, and, and they couldn't convert it. Well, here's a quick observation as well, man. I'm Johnny Russell's not out there, but you wouldn't know that because Daniel Shallowy was splitting defenders. That's just true. going in, going yeah. right foot, left foot, right foot, strike. And I was like, who is this man? He, he I mean, he split some defenders and he got a shot off. It, it didn't test Berkey all that much, but he he did it, you know, pretty soon after the uh, the the 33rd minute, I think it was. There there were chances for for yeah. and KC and and they just they couldn't convert. You get to halftime 0-0 zero, zero, and you know that you're at you know the first place team in the west and okay. At that point I'm thinking if we get out of here with a point even that's better than nothing and that gives us just that little glimmer of hope. I felt pretty good about it and I you you always think like oh my god did we travel all this way for a nil-nil draw but in this moment I was like and I hope it's a nil-nil draw. <laughs> At that point, I thought it was a good game, and I and it and I thought it was an yeah. entertaining game, even though it was zero-zero. I thought both teams were going relatively toe-to-toe. They each had their chances. The goalkeepers were making plays because they're both incredible goalkeepers. There wasn't sure. anything at the half-hour mark that led me to believe that either, or excuse me, at the at the halfway mark that led me to believe that either team was going to come out in the second half and just demolish the other one. No, man. It's but dude, soccer is one of the best sports to watch. It is a beautiful game because it's it's chess, bro. It's move forward, move it back, cut it over here. You know, you're just setting something up, all everything converging to take it. Just take yeah. the big guy. And we're so close every time, man. Logan and Dinbe, point Blake header, bro. Oh my God, he had the header. And then just after halftime, uh, well, like 15 minutes after halftime, it was like 58th, 59th minute. There was that one play where the ball was just bouncing around in the box uh, of St. Louis for 
I don't know, it felt like forever. And that's the one that went off the crossbar and it bounced off Berkey's chest and Polito had a chance and everybody, had, it felt like literally everybody had a chance. And it was like, I don't understand how Sporting couldn't just get the ball to fall. How does it bounce off the underside of the crossbar and then off the goalkeeper and it doesn't even, like it doesn't deflect in for an own goal. It just happens to deflect the right way. So it goes totally out. It's just, want to know it's fucked up? That bounced and bounced and bounced. Nothing came of it. That bounces one time at our at our goal. It's going in our goal. Yeah. All it takes is to hit the ground one time, and Rosero or Fontas don't clear it or something, and yep. it's put away. Yep. Yeah. Stop. See, we can't even defend set pieces. By the way, I don't know why we can't defend corner kicks, free kicks. What is going on, and why is Alan Polito on the largest guy <laughs> on their team? I don't get it. Samuel Adeniri. I mean, this this is broken record alert. How many times have we said set piece defending this year when talking about Sporting KC giving up goals? It was uh, a goal uh, deep in Sporting KC's attacking third. It was it was perfectly whipped in. It goes right over Alan Polito's head. Um, he's guarding Samuel Adeniran, who's one of their strikers. I don't know how Polito ended up being the one there. He tried to jump in the head. It couldn't do it. And yeah, credit to Adeniran. He just perfectly whips it. Tim, if you ask him, would say, I need to do better. I need to block that one. But it, I no. mean, that's a hard one. Why is Alan Polito guarding that man? That man has a whole head taller than him. You yeah. see Alan trying to get it and just whiffs it. He yeah. just jumps too early or some shit. Yeah. I, I hate this, man. I hate that we can't defend set pieces. Let me ask you this. Okay, Daniel, if you hate things so much, how do you fix it? <laughs> what do you do to fix it? I don't know. How do you fix it? You, you got to get new pieces. New people? Get like new, move new them, them out? I mean, we got Fontas and Rosero. We're probably going to resign them or something. Well, they're both <laughs> they're both under contract for a bit, and um, Rosero at times recently has shown the ability when he really focuses and he decides, you know, hey, I'm taking control of this game. He can clear out a box like nobody's business, and he can he can until, be really good. Uh, yeah, until until he's not until he dribbles across the face of his own goal. Until and you're tries, like, yeah. Are you going to pass it off to Tim? Pass it off. To, you're not going to pass it off to Tim. You're just going to keep dribbling in front of your own goal. This team's identity is possession-based. They like building out of the back. This team is not good at building out of the back. This team cannot do it. Fontas and Rosero should not be trusted with the ball at their feet deep in their own territory. And other teams as the season have gone on have started to learn it. How many times have we dribble ourselves into a corner that we have to pass it to Tim and he just has to boot it? But because we didn't set up for a goal kick or whatnot, now suddenly they can quickly counter if they get possession. It's it's when, not good. When, but uh, when Rosero, when he did that dude, when he was just dribbling around, not getting rid of it, I even heard St. Louis people go, what is he doing? Right. <laughs> it's just this team with the personnel that they have, the center backs that they have, this is not a play out of the back team. And and that's a thing where, you know, you're talking about it's a chess game. One of the criticisms of Peter and I think it's relatively valid at times. I, I'm, this isn't necessarily means he should get fired or he should get an extension or whatever, but one of the criticisms of Peter is he's rigid. He doesn't change up um, in the middle of a game all that much tactically what he's doing, or he doesn't look at you know what he's doing and adapt the strategy for whichever team they're playing. I, I, I get a little annoyed when people harp on solely the formation because I think tactics and strategy is, is beyond just a formation. You can play different styles, even having a 4-3-3. Three, three. 
And occasionally he'll do it. He'll be like, yeah, today we, we played the ball through Daniel on the left. Another game it might be, yeah, we played the ball through Johnny on the right. But you know Sporting is going to, you know, 30 out of 34 games a year, they're going to try to dominate and win possession. They're going to play it out of the back. They're going to be 27 passes before they score a goal, and they're probably not going to be quick on the counter. That's who they are. And if it doesn't work, they'll just start whipping in crosses and crosses and pray. So I just, uh, man, we need we need Taylor Swift or something. That's what it is. <laughs> well, that first goal goes in, and you're like, okay, regroup. It's fine. It's it, no, goal. it's not fine. I don't feel fine after that. Well, I'm no, like, I don't that's feel it. fine, but it's not game over. I didn't think it was game over. It's like, okay, this kind of sucks. But then two minutes later, um, Jared Stroud, because um, Sporting can't clear the ball, Stroud takes it to uh, just left of the penalty spot. And, and people were kind of blaming Fontes for this. And I think Fontes tries to clear it. Maybe he doesn't quite get um, his foot to it as much as he can. But I think it's, it's a little harsh to solely blame Fontes for this. It's just a defensive breakdown. Stroud puts it in 2-0 within two minutes. At that point, it's game over. You know, this isn't happening. Uh, I mean, and if it wasn't, just just know that they scored a total of four in a in a in a time of twelve minutes. Yep, That's four minutes yeah. every three minutes. Uh, do the math there, folks. Four minutes later, Rosero tries to clear it. Nobody really gets possession. Uh, he can't. Uh, St. Louis has the ball, um, and then Joao Klaus off the volley. Very good finish. Credit to him. You want to know it sucks? Wide open. Sporting through some shade at uh, at Klaus for that goal, by the way, because it was a magnificent goal, right? It was magnificent. Yeah, it was good. And they they said, uh, uh, where is it at? Back back post for Klaus to apply a simple finish. Oh, that's not a simple finish. Not a that, simple I'm... finish. There, the recap says simple finish. Absolutely not. That's such shade, dude. They're throwing it. That was off the volley, off his foot. Do you know how easy it would be to shank that ball? I mean, look, yes. I don't like St. Louis as much as the next guy, but but we can admit when somebody finishes well. When it, you know, th- that was that was a really oh, yeah. and and his fourth goal because we're not done. Six minutes after that, I mean, it, it was just a masterful set of a couple of touches that he brought it down and sort of toe pokes it in, in a, in a right that he has, you know, no business doing uh, around to the left side of Ndenbe and then off the outside of the foot to poke it past Melia. That was off the, off the outside of his right foot. Not, not his left. That was more towards goal. He snuck. I don't know how, I don't know how it works. I don't know how physics work anymore, but you have to appreciate the goals as a soccer fan. I enjoyed the game. Yeah. I enjoyed watching those goals. Well, and then in the you know ninety third minute, finally Willie Agata gets in the game and and he gets his head to a ball point blank and, and scores a goal. Okay, too little, too late. I t- I told you before the game when we were talking about what we what we predicted. I think I told you before the game. I said I think it's going to be three one, and the one goal we get is going to be garbage time. I just underestimated their offense a little bit because it was four one. Yeah, and the it one totally goal was garbage, garbage time. time. Um. But, there, you know, I mean, there's been some people with frustration with Peter. He didn't substitute people, you know, early enough on. We didn't even celebrate Agata's goal because it was so sad. He my scored Apple, and we were all just like, okay. My Apple Watch, four different times, set off a decibel warning. Oh, shit. It was Mine not. did not. So I will say 
that in my area, it was not quite as loud as when St. Louis came to our place. Really? Oh, that's oh. when I got a decibel warning. It was loud. I don't know if it just happened to What's be yours dead at? where I was in the press box. I think 90, but the first time it mine's at 100. The second time it said 95. Mm. So um, I don't know if it was bouncing off of the ceiling above me. I mean, it, it was loud. Uh, sure. I don't know, man. If you look at what Peter said after the game, um, he goes, you know, up until the final 20 minutes, we had the best chance of the game as well, which I, I don't necessarily agree with, but he he was correct in that they had quite a few. Their goalkeeper was outstanding in a bunch of those. Why did we give up the goals? Poor decisions. It was poor decisions. At the end of the day, it was just poor decisions. The set-piece goal they score, we need better recognition in that situation. They had three guys at the first post, and we have to be able to be with them, simple as can be. The other is we go clear a ball into the middle of the park. You can't make that mistake. They finished well on their chances. But the game wasn't 4-1 as, as far as I'm concerned, but they scored their goals, and we didn't. It was 4-1 as far as I'm concerned and the stat book. <laughs> so this is this is where I think Peter can be both right and wrong at the same time, and I think sometimes he does a little bit of a disservice to himself, um, at least in terms of how the fans look at things. Because, yes, if you look at the expected goals for this game, especially, like I said, outside of that one uh, really solid chance that Klaus had that he missed, it's 2.7 to 1.8 in favor of St. Louis. And if you take away that one really solid chance, it's about even, 1.8 to 1.8. But, again, not to sound like a broken record, does something become a feature or a bug? This is two games now. Sporting has gone down to St. Louis. The XG has not supported what the final score was. And both times, St. Louis just demolished Sporting Kansas City. Something about Sporting KC this year, and even dating back to last year, there have been times where they give up a goal and they just fall apart. Yeah, man. It was a little muggy out there too, by the way. Were you a little warm up there? It was warm. Yeah. Yeah. The breeze was good in the press box. They had free ice cream, so I appreciated that. I, I heard the food was good. I heard you throwing a little shade there. Yeah, I tweeted right. a little spicy chicken. Um, I don't know, man. This just um, this is a tough one to take. Jake Davis had a phenomenal game. Um, he did get challenged quite a bit. There was a potential headbutt. I didn't see it live. I've seen some replay angles. It's hard to see if he really headbutted him or just kind of leaned in. Um, I don't know. This leaves Sporting in a very, very tough spot now where if you look at what they need, they're in 10th place. They need to be in 9th place for the playoffs. They're three points behind FC Dallas. Two games left for Sporting, three for FC Dallas. So Tim's been saying how, you know, we needed to win three of our last games. They've already won one, so they need to win two more to to meet Tim's mark. That would be the last two games. But the maximum number of points that Sporting can get now is 44 points, okay? Dallas, all they got to do is win one of their last three games and they're at 44 points. They yeah. win one and they draw one, they go 1-1-1. One, one, and one. doesn't matter what sporting does. It, I mean, that's oh, yeah. going to be game over. Yeah. Um, write us off. I mean, it's, it doesn't feel good at all, right? It's we've dug a, We dug a hole, we tried to claw back, then we dug it some more. Now, the two teams, technically the teams we can catch are all the way up as high as, as Houston and fifth Houston and Vancouver. They've both played 31 games. They have 43 and 44 points. So if they lose their last three games. We could technically catch them. Um, I almost wonder if 
so Dallas, it's it's going to be tough. They they have a game in hand. They play um, this week, Wednesday night. So after Wednesday, we're going to be all caught up with Dallas. They play Colorado at home. That sucks. Um, then they play San Jose at home. San Jose, even though they have one more point than Dallas right now, they might be the ones that we can catch. Because if we win both of our games, or if we win one and draw one, that'll get us to 42 points. San Jose has to play um, on the road in Dallas, and then they bring Austin to San Jose. So it is feasible that they lose both of those games or lose one, draw one, and then if Sporting can win a couple, they could mess around. I don't I don't think it's gonna happen. But it's, it's ridiculous. Do you know what this sounds like? This sounds like a this sounds like a long ass video game where you gotta fight all these people to get to the final championship. But once you finally get there, you're beat the hell up. Like we're we're still not a great team. We get in the playoffs and then what? Not go anywhere after that? Yeah. I don't know. Like it's it just, just doesn't feel confident there. It 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 does suck. It's just it's mathematically possible. So I don't know. Let's take our second break and then we'll come back. We can finish the discussion about if we reasonably think that there's a playoff hope and then if not what to expect from the last couple games. But let's take our second break, and we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know what St. Louis didn't have? Frisbee dogs, baby. No frisbee dogs. That's true. So, one point sporting. <laughs> Zero STL. <laughs> Anytime you can have frisbee dogs, it does make it a better experience. I do worry. Is it too loud for those dogs out there? You think it messes with the dogs? No, the not time? no, not just a half time. I don't think they're 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 fine. It's pretty loud. Sometimes it gets louder than the game. That's true, but you know, out there in the middle of the field, I think there's enough open air that they're probably probably okay. I would guess. I mean, they travel yeah. around. I think they just do that at various different stadiums all the time. So, for sure. This I I'm more than happy to put this game behind us. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I hate that they have scored a total of nine goals on us this year. Mm-hmm. That's an average of three goals a game. Nine to three, and on aggregate, and we've scored three. Good, good stuff. Let's pick it up next year and see see if we can do better. I do think I've said this before. I'm sticking to it. I don't think that this is sustainable for them year over year. I think they have significantly outperformed their advanced analytics. I don't think that. Uh, St. Louis City has cracked the code of analytics in a way that no other soccer team in the history of the sport has done before. So we've seen this happen before where you can overperform for a year. Austin did it last year, and you see what happened to them this year. They regressed to something closer to what their advanced analytics actually said. St. Louis had all the emotion this year, opening a new stadium, new team, wanted to beat Sporting Kansas City. Credit to them. They capitalized on it. It sucks to be a Sporting KC fan right now and know that that's happening just three hours east of us. But I don't think they're going to be able to sustain it in the long term. I don't think they'd make it through MLS Cup playoffs. I I, I truly don't think so. I think they'd lose to, to Seattle. I think they'd lose to LAFC. I think they'd lose to FC Cincinnati. Um, I think they'd lose to New England. I think they might lose to Philly. So We'll see because they have home field advantage through the whole playoff. They do. They do. But... I'm just not, I mean, we'll see. They, I mean, they have, they have two games left. They've already clinched first place in the West because they're 10 points clear of, of the, the second place team. Uh, both Salt Lake and uh, Seattle are tied. This so when this win not only clinched first place of the West for them, mm-hmm. but it also broke a record for most wins from an expansion team. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that that was against us. You hate to see it. Yeah. It sucks. So, but now Sporting have no choice but to uh, to turn their attention to Salt Lake City. We have to go to Salt Lake on Saturday, who's second place in the Western Conference, and it's a historically tough place for us to play. Last time we played there um, in uh, July of 2022, we lost three zero, and we're in a do or die situation. Can you believe this? Friday night. Johnny Russell went to the SKC2 game. Mm-hmm. Probably pretty excited. All the young guys are probably excited to have Johnny freaking Russell there watching them. You know, one of his, the club mate. He's a teammate, right? Mm-hmm. And he watches them lose 2-0. And then he's like, all right, my boys will get it done on Saturday. I'll watch my boys on Saturday. 4-1 whooping. You think he's not pumped to get back and take care of business here at RSL? Look for this to be a Johnny Russell game. I mean, I think you're you're not wrong. 
and and RSL, they're a very talking about sporting being a strange team. RSL is a very strange team because if you look at the top teams, uh, who, who the playoff teams are, there's only three playoff teams who have a negative goal differential. There's San Jose, they're in eighth place, minus four. Portland, seventh place, minus seven. And then there's RSL, all the way up in second place. They have a negative goal differential of minus two. They have a, an okay defense and an okay offense. They're not like really great at any one thing. They've just sort of been able to they grind out wins. They 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 grind out wins. They've grinded out thirteen wins this year, eleven losses, seven draws. They're they're like perfectly good at everything. Even if you look at their home and road splits. They're six, six, and four at home. They're seven, five, and three on the road. There's not any you can't point to, well, they're really, really great, you know, at home and it's a fortress or or whatever. They're just like they're they're good enough at everything, and it's created this aggregate of a second place team. Now they're yeah. also inconsistent as hell, man. Their last, you know, couple months of games mm-hmm. have been a few wins here, a bunch of losses here, a few mm-hmm. wins. So, I mean, they're, they're, we don't know what kind of form they're in, and yep. we keep trading off games. Yep. We, we win big, lose big, win big, lose big. Yep. So, I mean, Dallas, a couple weeks ago, they beat RSL at home 3-1. to one. Um, A couple weeks before that, Houston beat RSL at home 3-0. to zero. Um, But then RSL goes last week to BMO Stadium in Los Angeles, and they beat LAFC on the road 1-0 in a low-scoring defensive battle. They they just yeah, but LAFC whooped them in August in the League's Cup four 0 Yep. So it's kind of all over the board. So it's it's certainly not impossible for Sporting Kansas City by any means. If Sporting KC gets a better game from Alan Polito, um, you know we've scored only one fewer goals than RSL on the entire year. We've only allowed three more goals than RSL on the entire year. So this is this is not a open and shut case of we can't get a result. And then it's a bit of a rematch too, because we we drew with them earlier, right? Two two yep. back in July. Correct. So I'm just saying, if they lose on Saturday, it's done. It, it's that's hundred percent. It's game over if they lose on Saturday. Um, and we might. It, and and even if they they win their last two games, like we said, it, it might not be good enough. But at least you give yourself a chance. You're going into decision day, knowing that it, it's probably possible. Um, depending yeah, on what happens on Saturday. These are those moments where you want to see where who your leaders are. Who who are your dogs? You know, who's gonna mm-hmm. fight here at the end? Yep. Um I tell you what, I think we see a very physical game from someone like Johnny Russell. Maybe Alan Polito gets more into it. I don't know. You you, you hate to see a, your backup striker come on and score a pretty magnificent header to like no applause because it's garbage time. Yeah. So where's Alan Polito at? You know what I mean? What happened to his summer form? where he was scoring two goals every game. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to have an older team like Sporting Kansas City does, it's it's by aggregate average age, the oldest starting 11 in MLS. Is it? The advantage is, well, they're experienced. They know how to handle situational. This is the game that you have to show that. Otherwise, you're just a bunch of older dudes running around against some younger dudes. Like So Johnny Russell has to has to show some leadership and maturity. Alan Polito has to show some leader- leadership and maturity. Eric Tommy, somebody step up like the way Benny Fellhaber used to do back in the day when he was like, nobody's going to do it. Okay, I'm going to put the team on my back and I'm going to make something happen. We don't really have that person to put something on their back right now. It just feels 
I don't know, maybe I just feel so deflated after St. Louis and, and my optimism is just out the window. But it just, it, this season just hurts, man. It's been doing this podcast with you every week. It has been a cavalcade of emotions. It has been a, a roller coaster, a bunch of turmoil. We'll get excited about certain things. But we start we started this thing losing, you know, 10 games, no wins. Yep. Like that's that's crazy. It's been very hard. Um, you know, and and it's been a weird season because of, there's been some ups, there's been some downs and and you think there's hope and then it gets ripped out from underneath you and uh if Sporting KC does go on to ultimately miss the playoffs, I think we're going to have a lot of interesting decisions to talk about this offseason. I, I, I there's some Ooh. some people I want to get on um to get their uh opinions on what needs to change. Um, not dude, I, similarly, people might jump ship. And I got to tell you, I heard something today is that a person will divorce their partner, but will not leave their team. Like they, they, well, your team's doing so bad. Ain't nobody jumping ship and going to like support LA or STL or anything like that. You know, would you, I'm too damn loyal. I, I yeah. can't back out even with my team's bad, man. I was a Chiefs no. fan. And a Royals fan through the dark ages. Right. So it's uh, <laughs> our producer, Nick, at this point, hopefully he knows if he puts something in the chat, we might say it. I would divorce a hundred women before I would give up rooting for the Chiefs. It's also, yeah, you know, you also got right. the greatest sounds like to ever play the game right now. So it makes it a little easier. Sounds, sounds like Nick's got him banging down his door. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know, you know how Nick had a baby. <laughs> um, it's just sports it's on the ground. Sports are emotional and, and, you know, as much it, it, it sucks. Um, sporting Kansas city frustrates me in a way that no other team right now frustrates me, but, but I also love going to children's mercy park and being in that atmosphere. And yeah. And as much as they frustrate me, I, I can't help, but, but have hope. And even though it looks like it's not happening this year, I'm like, okay, what do we got to do this off season? And, and I see that all across Twitter, people are frustrated and angry not because they don't care, but because they do. And I think they're yeah. frustrated and angry because it's felt like at times people within the club don't care as much. And I'm not talking about Peter. I, I do think he cares. Um, I, but I think, you know, it just from a fan experience standpoint, sometimes feels like the fans care more than the people orchestrating the fan experience. It's weird, man. It's real weird. It's like, uh, oh man, you know, raising season ticket prices on a losing year. I mean, my favorite thing is when they, like when they lost the game a while back, like immediately when the game ended, they were like, place your deposit for 2024 season right. tickets. You're like, not the time. Oh boy. Through the room. <laughs> At least they're not Miami. Do you see how much Miami was increasing some of their season ticket prices as much as- Did you tell me this? I did. Yeah. So okay. initially, um, there's, there's a guy, Michael Ryan Ruiz. He's a producer for the Levitard show based out of Miami. He's a big inner Miami guy too. He was the one who was reporting on Messi to Miami you know, long before anyone else. And even when Fabrizio Romano was like, I'm going to resign with PSG. This guy was like, it's not what I'm hearing. Um, he said that his season tickets for two or however many, he's got good seats increased from $5,000. Initially they said $30,000 and he was like, what the, and then I guess ticket or for the pay total, but still 15,000 per ticket or whatever. That's too much. That's bananas, dude. And then I guess they, they contact front row. That's right. Well, then they contacted them. They're like, we're sorry. There was a system error. They charged you double. Your seats are only going from 5000 to 15000 this year. But still, that's wild. That's, that's very wild. And you know what? Even if you're, dude, people that sit front row at things, 
It's not okay. a great seat. It doesn't look like you can't watch the game. I, it's just a, it's a status thing, whether it's like courtside or front row. You know, no one wants to be up front for a hockey game. Right. To watch it through glass the whole time. Right. Feels weird. Unless you want to pound on the glass. That's pretty fun. Yeah. And football, what, what do you, you're, you can't see the game at all. No, you're going to be stuck behind all the offensive linemen standing on the sideline. Yeah. So, and, and smell the smelly helmets trying to air out over there. Like, <laughs> and so for soccer, I mean, we've sat front, we were front row for the Bayern game, right? Yeah. It was fine. Once, you know, Children's Mercy Park, we were able to kind of be more toward midfield. And we, we also kind of knew that like, this isn't going to be the greatest seats, but when the game's near us, it's really cool. Exactly. Uh, you know, I like sitting a good five rows up or something. It's it's wonderful. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It'll it'll be interesting to see what happens over the, these next couple of games. I can't expect that there will be, even though it's fan appreciation night on the last uh, home game of the year on decision day. I can't can't believe there's going to be many people who are who are there for that game. Right. How to be appreciated? You know, I what what, what kind of what kind of things are they doing for fan appreciation night? Oh, let me look up. I just had it and I closed out of it. Uh, on their on their main page or whatever. Yeah, they're also doing fan voting from team awards and and whatnot. But um, food, drink, and retail specials, huh? Yeah, it's uh, I don't know the same type of stuff that they're going to discount the the stuff that they need to sell before it becomes out of date. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Hey, so. let me put let me let me stroke uh let, let me give some love here real fast as I've really been appreciating. The, the little segments, the, the little stories about the Hispanic Heritage Month. Mm-hmm. And they had one from Roger and Fantas and mm-hmm. now Felipe Gutierrez. Mm-hmm. And they just, it's a little write-up. You read these at all or just kind of seen them, skimmed them? I've read some of them, yeah, but I've yeah. seen them. Just, Felipe Hernan- uh, Gutierrez, I think, was the, the most recent one. It, it's pretty wonderful. Just talk about, like, you know, what what brought you here, you know, how, yeah. how do you maintain life and, you know, how his wife's been very instrumental and helpful in things and... Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, it's just really cool. I love, that's what I love to see is getting to know the players because we don't get enough of that. You know, we haven't had, you know, we haven't been able to talk to anybody for a little a while to really, uh, you know, get to know someone on here. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty cool to read that stuff. Yep. It's very cool. So it's, um, I don't know, man, it'll be weird to see what happens the last few weeks. You already know who the Supporter Shield winner is. FC Cincinnati wrapped that up with two games left in the year. That's wild. Yeah, is they set they set in a record set a record with points and stuff. Are they about to? Um, I don't know if they're going to get to what um, was it Toronto who set the points record a few years ago. I don't, I don't know if they're going to get. Then there. I thought did LAFC do it too, or Atlanta did Maybe, it. Maybe I don't. I mean, they could. They could get up all the way if they win the last three games. They could get up to seventy four points. Hmm. So I want to say the record's seventy two or seventy three. So they they have, I mean, New England Revolution have it at seventy three. Okay, so they could, they, yeah, they could win their last three games and they could get to seventy four. So no shit, that's crazy. I mean, they're thirteen one and one at home. It's, it's not like we're adding more games year over year. It's like it's the same amount of games mm-hmm. and teams just get better. Which Andre Blake did say, if you read the uh, the Jonathan Tannenwald's piece on Monday, he Andre Blake is starting to voice the opinion from players that there's too many games, too much with all the different competitions and everything that are happening right now. It's becoming untenable to to be able to play as much as they are. So I don't know. Talk to Europe, like Europe plays way way more. There we go. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> Europe plays way more, bro. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. There is some definite congestion with international matches, especially if you get called up and leagues cup and open cup and all that stuff. But but you're right. It's 38 game season in the EPL compared to 34 in MLS. So I don't know. We'll see. But hey, shout out to FC Cincinnati. If you would have told me that two weeks ago, or excuse me, two years ago, that this team was going to be supporter shield winners and potentially set a record for most points in the year, just in, in two short years, I would have said you're insane, but they've done it. So good for them. It's a, uh, it's a testament to, it doesn't have to be a four or five, six year rebuild process if you have the right people in charge. So we'll see. I don't know, but we, we shall. That's about all I got for this week. You got anything else for our good listeners? Nah, man, that's, that sounds good. Well, thank you all so much. Hopefully, if you went and made the trip to St. Louis, you had an enjoyable time outside of the game. You watched at home. Thank you for sticking with us. There's still, there's still a chance. May not be great, but they, you're telling me there's a chance. So it's uh, we'll see what happens over these last couple of games. But in the meantime, make sure you leave that five-star rating and review. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NoOtherPod, at DanCouser, at JCMatt03. Shoot us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. Oh, I did forget. We got a long email. Um, I'm not going to be able to read it all on air, but I did want to shout it out because um, it was it was very well articulated and thought out. Uh, Alex Brown, um, he's always one that when he sends emails, they're very thoughtful. Um, and so, you know, I, I might save this one for when we have a little bit more, more time to talk about content because um, he talks about how this season should be a wake-up call for the organization and the fan base. Um, and I think there's some good points to, to talk about here. So, Thank you. The long one. Long, long email. I, I loved reading it though, Alex. That was great. Yeah, really well done. So um, no other pot at gmail.com if you want to be like Alex. And uh, yeah, check us out on YouTube, KCSN Soccer, or on the Kansas City Sports Network app. But until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. St. Louis, some of you are nice. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.